take the young ones in your life on an unforgettable journey that will get them excited about the Word of God with Airship Genesis Legendary Bible Adventures from Turning Point. Tune in to our monthly audio adventures and join the Genesis Exploration Squad as they travel back in time to experience the stories of the Bible firsthand and discover life-changing lessons. Also available is the Airship Genesis Kids Study Bible, packed with the biblical content specifically written for kids from trusted Bible teacher, Dr. David Jeremiah. You can also download our Airship Genesis mobile game on your favorite smart device and play as your favorite characters in this puzzle adventure game as the squad experiences the life of Jesus firsthand. Just go to your app store and type the keywords Airship Genesis. For more details or to order a copy of the Airship Genesis Kids Study Bible, visit our website at airshipgenesis.com slash Bible. That's airshipgenesis.com slash Bible. To withstand Satan's daily attacks, you need more than just the knowledge of God's truth. You need to live it every day in the realm of spiritual warfare. Today on Turning Point, Dr. David Jeremiah illustrates this profound truth as he shares more about the first piece of armor in the believer's arsenal. From spiritual warfare, here's David to introduce the conclusion of his message, The Girdle of Truth. Well, thank you for joining us for the Tuesday edition of Turning Point. I'm David Jeremiah, and during this month of June, we're talking about spiritual warfare. And uh, we have taught this before in the past. Never has there been a need for it as there is today. Um, I cannot tell you how, how important this series is for this very moment. I made a list of things in my mind uh, when I couldn't sleep uh, a couple nights ago of what's going on in our country today from border to border, from sea to sea. And I don't remember it ever being like this in all my life. So many problems, so many issues, and most of them, um, they're not physical problems. They're spiritual problems. They, they go to the core of who we believe God is and whether he has a role in our lives or not. Did he create us? And are we under his command or are we free to do whatever we want to do? If I told you some of the ways those problems affect us in the church, you would be stunned. Now, I know California is on the uh, leading edge of all of this, but uh, we're fighting a battle like we've never fought before. And so this particular series of spiritual warfare, it's for us, it's for now, and I believe this little book will be of great encouragement to you. If you have questions about these things, we can't send you the whole series, but this little book will give you 86 questions with answers, and uh, you'll want to have this available. It's yours for the asking. When you send your gift to Turning Point, I've been telling you every day, this is the end of the year physically for us. That means... We audit our books after the month of June and uh, start a new year in the month of July. We usually don't ask you very uh, intensely to help us, except in December and June. So if you can do something special during this month, we'd appreciate it. Whatever you do, just be sure to ask for your copy of the book, Answers to Questions About Spiritual Warfare. And here's one of the questions we're trying to answer. What does it mean when it says, put on the girdle of truth? We started it yesterday. Here's the end of it. You know, some of us, we know only enough about Christianity to carry on an intelligent conversation with another equally uninformed believer. And that sets us up for defeat. 
We're just waiting to be victimized by the enemy. If you want to survive the battle and weather the warfare, you got to master the truth. The whole comprehensive counsel of God, the truth of God's revelation. And so you have to ask yourself, am I involved in some kind of regular, rigorous regimen of Bible study? Do I study the Bible? If not, what in the world are you doing? Do you betray yourself by thinking Paul may have overstated the whole deal? Then you are incredibly vulnerable and your mind, the most critical weapon you have in your battle is braced by doctrine. Your soul is strengthened by biblical knowledge. You will be ready to fight the battle. If God's people would just take seriously the importance of knowing something and knowing his word, Satan would be thwarted and he wouldn't be able to get a foot in the door. Do you know there's actually a whole wing of Christianity where they so downplay using your mind, they actually teach their adherents to try their very best to take their mind out of play, to get sort of into a mental neutrality so that then they are open to whatever the Spirit wants to do. Ooh <laughs> And you know what? When you leave a vacuum open for the Spirit, you do not know which spirit is going to come and fill that vacuum. The Bible has nothing to say about a vacuum for the spirit. The Bible tells us that the word of God and the spirit of God work together in preparing a Christian to go to war. So when I read Paul's prayers recorded in the New Testament, I understand them now. I realize that Paul understood what we need to reevaluate as Christians today. Paul realized the importance of the people to whom he wrote his letters, for them to know the truth. Let me just read one of the prayers that's recorded in the book of Ephesians as Paul writes to the Ephesian believers. Listen to this prayer and see if you can pick it up, what he's saying to them. Therefore also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. And here's what I pray, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that you know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of his glory, of his inheritance in the saints, what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power. Paul said, I pray for you, Ephesians. I pray for your wisdom and for you to understand the revelation that God has given concerning himself so that you might be able to experience the power of God in your life. There is no premium on ignorance in Christianity. I don't know who you've heard say that or how you've been exposed to that, but we ought to be, of all the people, the most studious and the most interested in growing in our faith. And ladies and gentlemen, there's never been a time when it has been easier to do that. If you have some discernment about what to read, there's materials out there to help you grow. Sometimes there's so much available to us to try to disciple people. We don't know which program to choose. There's so many of them, and so many of them are so good. There's no reason for you to go on just sort of floating along, knowing just enough to stay out of trouble for a little bit, but not enough to go to war. So whenever you feel discouraged, whenever you feel defeated, Whenever you're uncertain as to what you are to do or confused or downcast or depressed, some of that could be coming from Satan and you better well know how to deal with it from the word of God. There are promises in God's word that help you fight off the adversary. 
You need to know these promises. We are all called to gird up the loins of our minds with God's truth. God puts a premium on his truth. God gave us this book so that we would have his truth. God loved us so much that he put it in the language we could comprehend. I want to tell you this, and I hope you know this. In between the covers of this book is everything God wants me to know. There's not anything outside the covers of this book that God wants me to know. He has put everything he wants me to know, everything he wants you to know, inside the covers of this book. Everything he wants us to know about himself, about his son, about eternity, about life. If you major on the study of this book, you will become schooled in the things thought important by your creator. So that's the first thing. God is interested in the truth of God. That's part of our armor. The more we know about God, the more truth we know from the word of God, the better able we are to go into battle and to be victorious. But there's another part of this that oftentimes is missed when we talk about this implement of warfare. This is not just about the truth of God. It's about the truth that is in us. We might render this verse in Ephesians 6 like this. Therefore, take unto yourself the girdle of truthfulness. Truth, as we have talked about it, is objective. It's there. It's true or it's not true. But truthfulness has a somewhat subjective approach. Truthfulness is whether or not the truth we have about God has caused us to be people who are truthful. Is there truth in us? Is there hypocrisy in us? Are we posturing? Are we just faking the Christian life. The Bible says if you want to be a warrior in the battle against Satan, you have to have integrity. You have to be who you claim to be. If we are like that, if we are people of integrity and of character and sincerity, we can go into battle with the power of God in our lives. We can take this objective truth that God has given us and we can wield the sword and we can be effective. And we'll see what that means as we go along here in these moments we have left. John wrote in 3 John chapter 4, he says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in the truth. He didn't say that my children know the truth. He said, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. In other words, they're living a life of truthfulness. Such a walk implies that we are dealing with the realities of life, with sin and with ourselves, and we're not allowing any conscious hypocrisy or any excuse or any vindication for doing wrong, nor condoning sin or anything like that. We're trying to be honest before the Lord and live our lives as we want people to see us and as God has prepared us to live them. In other words, we're not faking it. We're not phony. We're not putting a spin on what it means to be a Christian. When we do battle with Satan, there cannot be any pretenders. <laughs> when you go into battle with Satan, you can't be standing there with the word of God and know that there's something really deeply wrong in your life that you haven't dealt with and you want God to use you in a powerful way. Someone has said you cannot traffic in unexperienced truth. I have to tell you, that as Christians, and I'm a second generation Christian, by that I mean I grew up in a Christian home. I knew Christianese when I was five years old. 
I knew all the right words. I knew the these and the thous and all that stuff. Man, I could talk Christian. Can you talk Christian? We just talk Christian. And if we're not careful, we talk Christian. But we don't walk Christian. And what this armor is telling us is that we're to put on the girdle of truth, not just the objective truth of God's word, but the truthfulness and integrity of our own lives. That's how we are victorious in battle. Which is always interesting to me because when we do battle with Satan, there cannot be any pretenders. And when we do battle with Satan, reality is required. The reality of the Christian life is one of the greatest assets you have as a warrior. I think our Lord illustrated the power of that in his life. I was thinking about that. Do you remember when Jesus was about to be taken away so they could crucify him? And he said to them, which one of you convinces me of sin? And they stood speechless and dumb, and they did not know what to say. Nobody said a word. Do you know why? Because they did not have anything they could say against him. He was absolutely everything he had claimed to be. When Christ went to the cross, the centurion, into whose hands he had been committed for the execution, watched him die. And this is what he said. Truly, this man was the Son of God. How did he figure that out? He just watched him. The thief who hung on the cross said, this man has done nothing amiss. Why would he say that? He saw the reality of Christ. Christ was girded with the girdle of truth. Six times in his pastoral epistles, Paul speaks about the power of a conscience. He talks about a good conscience, a pure conscience. He also mentions that a conscience can be defiled and it can be seared as with a hot iron. What does he mean by that? He means that as Christians, we need to have a clear conscience toward God. We need to have a clear conscience toward our family. We need to be able to walk into a battle not with unresolved issues before God and before people. We need to have a clear conscience. And the Bible says that if we don't deal with the matters of our conscience, we can sear our conscience. Do you know what that means? Sear it like with a hot iron. Deaden the conscience. Take away the sensitivity of it so that what happens to us that used to bother us doesn't bother us anymore. Ladies and gentlemen, to be victorious in the war against the enemy in our culture and in our generation, it demands not only that we know some truth, but it demands that we live the truth, that there's truthfulness in us. We need to be obsessed with that to the best way that we can. And I think David was like that. I don't know that I've ever read a prayer like this in the Bible, but David prayed this prayer, and it's one that we should pray often. Sometimes we think we can hide our sin from God or that we can maybe do some other good things and maybe he'll forget about what we did. Do you know what David prayed? Listen to this prayer from Psalm 139. He said, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. And see, God, if there's any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Why did David pray that prayer? Because he realized that if he had sin in his life, it would unfit him for the responsibility that had been placed on his shoulders. He not only wanted to see what he could see, 
but he wanted God to shine the light of his holiness on his life and reveal to him if there was anything in his life that he needed to deal with so that God could use him to the fullest extent of his usability. Rather than covering up, we ought to be opening up and asking God to see us and tell us where we need to make changes or where things are not right in our lives. The apostle says that the first piece of equipment that we put on before we go to battle is the girdle of truth. Let me tell you something about armor. You don't put it on after you get in the battle. You put it on before you go to the battle. You cannot be out there with bullets flying over your head trying to get dressed. You had better be armed before you get into the battlefield. You may say, Pastor, I'm not in any war right now. Well, good for you, but hang on, you will be. And in order to be ready when the battle comes, you have to go to some boot camp and you have to learn the Word of God and you have to ask God to give you integrity in your life. All of us must do that. Almighty God is looking for a few good men, a few good women. He wants sincere believers. He wants us to be real, sincere. In fact, that little word, sincere, is a great way for me to illustrate to you what I'm talking about. If you take the word sincere in the English language and you cut it in half, it's made up of two words, sine and serios. Sine serios. And you know what it means? It means without wax. When a person says you are sincere, they're basically saying you're without wax. That word was coined, and one of the great trades when it was coined was the molding and firing and selling of gorgeous pottery. Because it was easy for a piece of pottery to be cracked in the firing process, after all the work that had gone into it, the merchants learned how they could fake it. They would take beeswax and rub it into the cracks of the pottery, and then they would paint over the crack, and unless you were skilled, you could not tell that the pottery was flawed. On the exterior, the waxed piece of pottery looked whole and untarnished. The honest merchants in that day knew that this was going on, and they would often advertise their pottery like this. They would put a sign up over their shop, and this is what the sign would say. The sign would say, Sine Sirias, our pottery is without wax. It is what it is. It is whole. There is nothing phony going on here. When you say somebody is sincere, what that means is they're without wax. They're the whole deal. They're not trying to deceive you about the reality of who they are. So to be sincere means not to try to cover up defects in order to deceive those who you're trying to impress. One important implication of all we have been talking about is how we are to use our mind to think. A huge portion of spiritual warfare takes place between the ears. (laughs) In the case of spiritual warfare, the belt is applied to your brain, perhaps, as opposed to your waist. This spiritual war is brain over brawn, mind over matter. It is tucking all of the loose ends of your life into the belt of truth. 
girding up the loins of your mind in the belt of truth is refusing to think like the average human thinks, refusing to let the world squeeze you into its mold. What kinds of loose ends are we talking about? Things like personality, decisions, habits, work ethic, marriage, spending patterns, morals, parenting skills, giving amounts, sexual appetites, choices, actions, all of it needs to be tied together and subjected to God's truth. Everything in our life must be subjected and held together by the truth of God and measure against God's truth. One last thought before we say amen to this message. The only implement of warfare that the Roman soldier had, and you will see this as we go along, there's only one weapon in this whole list of weapons, and that's his sword. That's it. And the Bible says, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. I can't wait till we get to that message, because that's a powerful truth. The sword that was spoken about was a short sword that was used in hand-to-hand combat. And it was used to inflict injury on the enemy. And watch this. The sword of the warrior hung from the belt of truth. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, hung from the belt of truth. The wonderful thing to remember is that God's word transforms us. It makes us holy. It changes us from the inside out. And that was the whole thing Jesus prayed for in the high priestly prayer. He said, sanctify them, God, by your truth. Your word is truth. Truth is more than just facts. It is not something that we know. It is something that we act upon, and it acts upon us. We cannot change the truth, but the truth can change us. (laughs) And when we let the truth into our lives through the word of God, through the examination of our own hearts to see whether or not We are what we like everybody to believe we are. When we do that, we began to realize that now we can go into this battle with confidence. First of all, I know a few things. The enemy's not going to trip me up at the first level of warfare. I'm not going to be fooled by his comments. I'm going to know that there's some things in the Bible that I can point to. And number two, He's not ever going to be able to point his finger at my life and say, who are you in here fighting this battle? Look at what's going on in your life right now. That's what Paul wants us to know. First of all, everything starts from the truth. If you've got the truth, you've got some place to go. If you don't have the truth, you've got no place to go. Don't go into the battle without the truth or you will lose every time. But you can take God's truth to yourself and then you can embody that truth in your life. God will begin to show you how you can be victorious on the battlefield that we all face. I don't know what your issues are, but I can promise you for every issue you have, whether it's fear or anxiety or worry or guilt or whatever, there are 10 or 12 great passages in the Word of God that if you put those into your hard drive, when the attacks came You could do what Jesus said. You know what Jesus did? Jesus said, Satan, it is written. And then he quoted the scripture. When he comes to you with the anxieties, you can say, Satan, it is written. Take this and quote the scripture to him. You do that enough. You will discover something that you may never have thought of. That through the power of the word of God, you can be victorious in your Christian life. And we've fallen away from that to some degree in our churches. We don't talk about it very much. And yet I wonder what would happen to us if now 
with the incredible need that we have to be strong soldiers for Jesus Christ, we get back to some of the basics that could prepare us to be victorious. Did you know that there are all kinds of incredible software programs to help you do that with your iPad or your iPhone or your computer? Ways to do it that we've never dreamed of before. If we'll just take advantage of the opportunity and invest some time in truth. Amen. Amen. Well, that's the first implement, the girdle of truth. We'll come back to this over the over the series because, as I told you before, this is the piece of armor that holds everything together. Um, what a wonderful message that is to all of us, especially those of us who are committed to the Word of God and who come to church every week with our Bibles under our arms, and we take notes, and we try to understand what the Bible says and what it means and what it means to us. So um, that's the first implement. Get in the Word of God and let the Word of God get into you. Tomorrow we're going to talk about the breastplate of righteousness, and uh, we'll talk about that on Wednesday and Thursday. And you don't want to miss any of these sessions. They have such practical application to your life and to mine. Don't forget also you can get a copy of the Warrior's Prayer, a prayer that you can pray to put on the armor of the Lord every day. It's on a bookmark that we've created. It's it's brand new with a beautiful design. And uh, this is one of those things we just want you to ask for. You don't have to send us anything. We, We don't need you to do anything except send me the bookmark and we'll do it. We'd love for you to have this. Uh, this is one of those resources that I know you'll use. You'll pray this prayer. You'll keep this around. You'll, you'll come to this over and over again, and we want you to have it. Once again, thank you so much for praying for us. We've had a wonderful year of teaching the Word of God. Uh, our physical year ends this month, but our teaching goes on into the future, and it's your help that makes it possible. Have a great day. Today's message came to you from Shadow Mountain Community Church, where Dr. David Jeremiah serves as senior pastor. Will you tell us one way that you're being blessed by Turning Point? Write to Turning Point for God of Canada, P.O. Box 18098, Delta, B.C., V4L2M4. Visit our website at davidjeremiah.ca slash radio or call 800-946-4300. Ask for your copy of David's book, answers to questions about spiritual warfare. It's a great way to stay on guard and it's yours for a gift of any amount. You can also download the free Turning Point mobile app for your smartphone or tablet or search in your app store for the keywords Turning Point Ministries to access our programs and resources. Visit davidjeremiah.ca slash radio for details. This is David Michael Jeremiah. Join us tomorrow as we continue the series Spiritual Warfare here on Turning Point with Dr. David Jeremiah. Have you ever wondered what your legacy will be? The Jeremiah Legacy Society from Turning Point was created for friends of the ministry who feel called to partner with Dr. David Jeremiah to deliver the unchanging Word of God to future generations. We can ensure that the impact we have reaches beyond our days here on earth. Visit our website at davidjeremiahgift.org to learn more about how you can be a part of the Jeremiah Legacy Society. If you've been blessed by the ministry of Dr. David Jeremiah and Turning Point, we would love to offer you two free ways to stay connected. 
Sign up today at davidjeremiah.ca slash magazine for a subscription to our monthly Turning Points magazine. Each exclusive issue is filled with encouraging articles and daily devotionals to strengthen your spiritual walk. You can also sign up to receive our daily email devotional and be a part of our community of friends who receive daily encouragement delivered straight to their inbox from Dr. Jeremiah. Written in a thought-provoking manner, this concise yet profound daily devotional delivers the refreshment and focus you need as you go about in today's world. You can join the more than 600,000 monthly subscribers who are building their faith each month through these free resources. Sign up today at davidjeremiah.ca. That's davidjeremiah.ca.